Hey guys, TJ Leffler here. I just want to say thank you for joining and I want to let you know that you're in the right place if you want to get back to basics so you can get more out of life by doing less than you think. We're going to cover a lot of different things in this episode, but I want you to know that the most important thing you can do is to remove the ideas that you have about the things you're about to listen to, okay? I want you to approach this episode like a child. What can you learn from this experience? I've gone through a deep awakening. I've hired professional help. You're going to hear from multiple people throughout the course of season two, all through my voice and the notes that I've taken and the process that I've gone through, okay? I want you to be able to take this and make it practical and actually apply change to your life. So all that requires is for you to just have an open hand as you listen, all right? I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Also, I forgot to mention that I accidentally wrote a book and I mean that genuinely. We were trying to create a guide for what you're listening to and I wrote too much. So we created a book and it's awesome. It's going to be online at corepillars.com, C-O-R-E-P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com or tjloffler.com. Highly recommend as a gift or just checking it out if it's something that you want to come back to because you like what you listen to. Thank you guys again for being here. I appreciate you. Sleep. The second core pillar to I believe is a sustainable life. And I first want to mention what we're not going to talk about today. We're not going to dive into hours of medical sleep research that tells you the exact number of hours of sleep you need to operate at your peak performance and capacity. And we're definitely not going to talk about how you need blackout curtains and lavender spray and the Calm app before you go to bed at night for your life hacks to a better sleep. What we are going to talk about today are some timeless pieces of perspective that are actually going to change the way you think about what sleep means to you, why it's important, and what your body practically needs. We're going to talk about some practical changes at the end so that you can actually start feeling good, so good that you don't want to go back to the way you felt before. But before I go further, I'm going to qualify myself. I'm not a sleep expert. I don't get 10 hours of sleep a night. I'm a real human. I have high energy demands in my life, on my work. I travel often. I go deep into what I do spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically in these coaching conversations I'm having with people. I'm not going to have my life be dependent upon checking boxes in these core pillars to living sustainably. My life is going to be frankly, it's going to be lived in the way that I think is best for me. And that might be different than what's best for you. But I do think that having a clarity on priorities, fundamental priorities or foundational things that are going to help you live more sustainably can actually change your level of energy. And specifically, when I talk about sleep, as with diet, I talk about energy. As with sleep, I want to talk about recovery. Now, my awakening to the need to make sleep as a priority in my life, ironically, my awakening happened one morning when I woke up in a typical fashion of what I've become accustomed to. And I'd become accustomed to this kind of like process of waking up every morning. And it's it's so bad, but I'd become accustomed to it for as long as I can remember. Crawling out of bed, walking across the room, turn off my alarm since I'd read every you know life hack to sleep there was. You, you turn your phone on airplane mode, you place it outside your room, your room and bed are meant for sleep only. And you get an alarm clock that's real basic and you can put it on the other side of the room so you can change the outcome of your morning, which means you get up with more ease. And the reality was I, I couldn't. I hit snooze for what was like the fourth or fifth time and I crawled back into bed. And as I was crawling back into bed to catch another two and a half minutes of sleep before my morning workout where I had to go down 20 minutes in like 30 degree weather in Manhattan and really had to like pull myself together in my head so that I could actually focus on starting my day and figuring out what I need to, to do to make money and all these other things in my life. I had this split second moment of clarity and it was such one of, it was one of those thoughts that just kind of raced by me. And I, I had 
tried to grab it, but I'll never forget it because I thought to myself, I'm so tired of being tired. I am so tired of being tired. And it was at that moment where I had all of these thoughts kind of come to me at once. And it was, you know, I didn't leave Wall Street to have a lifestyle that demands such energy that I feel like crap. I didn't leave a job that I didn't like to have a job where I found fulfillment and purpose in, but not be able to actually fulfill that or meet whatever demands that were required of me because I couldn't take care of me. I didn't create opportunities in my life. I didn't, you know, follow what I believe was the path for me only to realize that I wouldn't be able to live that life sustainably. And so it was like this, this deep moment of clarity that I had in that moment. And I finally dragged myself out of bed to get ready. And I thought something has got to change. Something has got to change. And so at a high level today, I could tell you whatever you want to learn you know, as far as the, the information that is out there, I could, I could Google it for you, but that's not what I want to have happen for you. I want you to have some sort of unlock or light bulb moment. Just everything clicks and you say, oh my gosh, I'm tired of being tired. Oh my gosh, I resonate with what he said. Oh my gosh, sleep needs to become a priority because the reality is unless sleep becomes a priority, you're not going to make the other changes that you need to make. And so at a high level, unless you can make sleep a priority for you, this episode is not going to help you. And the purpose of this episode is to really think about how you can make that shift in your life, that sustainable change. Now, there are some signs or signals that something needs to change. I want to walk through three of those things I wrote down here today. Number one, if you have this idea that feeling tired is normal, if that's the narrative in your life today, then something's broken. And I need you to really address that. I need you to get honest with yourself and I need you to ask yourself, why does feeling tired seem normal to me? I can, like, if I think back to as, as long ago as, you know, it's 18, 17, 16 years old, I remember going to bed at night and asking myself, what's more important, eating or sleeping? Meaning I was in such a state of busyness, over-involvement, even from that age, that's when I really remember it starting, that I had to ask myself what was more important, eating or sleeping. And what I didn't have uh, made clear to me until I started getting into my mid-20s, late-20s, was the fact that that's a messed up way of thinking. Meaning if I was living my life to the point of overexertion or overexhaustion or overscheduling, overbooking, over whatever you want to call it, where I had to ask myself, what is more important of these basic needs? There was something wrong, not with just what I was involved with, but what was driving me? What was driving me to feel the need to be that involved in the first place? To feel that there was this pressure between what basic need I needed to fulfill because I only had so much time and energy. Well, that didn't catch up to me until I was in my mid late 20s. And I started realizing for what was the second real time in my life that I was burned out. All these stressors externally were not being processed internally because I wasn't doing things like getting the proper sleep. And it wasn't just in quantity, it was also in quality. But like I've talked about in this episode and in mindset and even in diet, it wasn't a priority. And I needed to make this mental shift or in my core belief, I needed to really see how this could benefit me, how this could benefit me. So if feeling tired is normal to you, then I want you to think about what you need to do to change that perspective. And for one thing, it may be you need to actually experience the benefit of getting real sleep for you to actually say, oh my gosh, I can't go back. Now, the second thing or second signal for a change, something that something might need to change in your life is that you're wired at night, tired in the morning. And what I mean by that is we have hormonal imbalances that keep us feeling that way. And I'm not saying that your hormones are imbalanced by being wired at night or tired in the morning or, or 
I'm not saying that everyone is the same. That's that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that in my personal experience and experience of observation of others in going through this journey that I've been on, that it's often misunderstood or not even known about. There's a lack of awareness. There's a lack of visibility into what's really affecting you or what's really affecting me. And that for one element, one real key piece here is our hormone imbalance because of the fact that we're operating out of what's called sympathetic tone, fight or flight state chronically or perpetually or daily and not giving ourselves a chance to move into what's called parasympathetic tone or rest and digest state. It's important to do that because then our body is able to actually process a lot of this external stress. By the way, traveling, for example, is an external stressor. And if our body isn't being supported in the way that it needs, then it can't process physiologically, chemically, what needs to happen to process the stress that we're putting on our body. And therefore, for example, if we're not getting sleep, then we're going to start showing signs of that in our life. And one example for me was that I was chronically wired at night and tired in the morning. I couldn't get up in the morning. I was just dragging every day. And that was one real clear sign on the dashboard on the metaphorical car, right? That is our body in this example. When I talk about in the mindset episode, how the car doesn't crash, it just slowly breaks down. Well, my car was slowly breaking down. And all of a sudden I realized I had all these lights that have been showing me, telling me my car was breaking down, but because I was so focused on where I was going, I wasn't paying attention to what was happening. And so I want to bring your attention to not just where you're going, the direction, purpose, clarity for your life. I want to bring your attention to what's happening in the process and maybe some of the signs and signals on your dashboard that you need to pay attention to. Like, for example, this idea of being wired at night and tired in the morning. Now, we're going to talk about practical things that you can do in a second. This is just more of a signal that something might need to change. You don't need to worry yourself. This is not prescriptive or diagnostic, but it is maybe just a signal. You need to pay attention to it. Another thing, the third thing that I want to just highlight in my journey that I think might help you is a signal for change, especially as it relates to sleep is all the things you're doing to mask your low energy, all the things you're doing to take away from your recovery. Okay. When I talk about diet, I talk about energy and obviously sleep is definitely related to energy, but sleep for me is so much more than energy. It is truly in recovery and recovery allows us to have longevity. Recovery allows us to have longevity. But if we're not allowing ourselves to recover, if we're masking our low energy with things like caffeine, we can't we can't wake up, so to speak, in the day without caffeine, or we seek out stimulating environments and atmospheres just to keep our body up and, and to keep ourselves feeling alive because we don't even know what it feels like organically, naturally to, to feel alive because we don't, we don't allow our body to recover. Well, the reality is that then you're not going to be able to experience what I would, I would call a healthier and really a, a longer lasting full life because you're short-circuiting that recovery in your day-to-day. And so if you're masking your low energy and short-circuiting your recovery with things like coffee or stimulating environments or stimulating activities chronically, if you're doing that like in a regular way, there might be something really important to understand there and signal there in, in terms of if you were able to, just like as an experiment, if you were able to take a week off and remove caffeine from your life and remove stimulating activity from your life, what do you think you would do? And if the answer is sleep, then I think it's pretty clear, pretty evident that you might be experiencing some level of sleep deprivation. And sleep deprivation is not something that can be resolved in a weekend. Sleep deprivation has so many other insinuations. And one example, okay, so what, what we're seeing in Gallup poll of the average American adult in 1942, they were getting 7.9 hours of sleep on average. Now they're getting six and a half hours of sleep. Okay. Six and a half and lower 
is underslept. If you're chronically underslept, your body's going to start sending a starvation signal saying that there's a significant problem and it's going to be starting to take energy away from parts of you that you actually don't want to have taken away from. So example, you're going to start taking energy from your muscles rather than your fat, for example, and then you can become what's called skinny fat. Just as one example of what can physically happen or manifest or express itself when we're underslept, when we're short-circuiting our recovery, when we're not taking this part of our life seriously. And studies show that the shorter you sleep, the shorter your life, okay? So what I want you to highlight or I want what I want you to understand here is that your sleep, or we'll call it like the length of your sleep, I, albeit there's a small percentage of the population you can survive in less sleep, that your length of your sleep is going to dictate to some degree the length of your life. And obviously there's age changing, and sleep amount that changes with age. And I'm not going to get into the details of that, but just as a general idea here, okay, when we have insufficient sleep, we put more stress on our bodies and that's not healthy, okay? So it, this impacts so many other areas of our life. If I'm just to elaborate on this, just one second more, okay? Your body wants to exercise less when you're sleep deprived. So when you're underslept and as it's sending that fake starvation signal, it's like, oh no, I'm in survival state. And so my brain starts to think, oh, it needs food. My hunger levels go up. I want to exercise less. And the problem then becomes that my adrenaline and cortisol are all messed up. My hunger levels are all messed up. My nervous system turns on to sympathetic tone, fight or flight state chronically. And it leads to things like anxiety and it makes it harder to sleep. And so now you're in this cycle. And and the thing is, if we're to take sleep and make it a priority, we de-risk ourselves from all kinds of things. Disease, which we talk about in reflection and active rest is and the idea of disease as dis-ease. Okay. So the idea that you're not at ease and that causing disease, but there's practical things that can make you not at ease or that put you in fight or flight state, right? If you're in fight or flight state, you're not at ease. And if you're in fight or flight state and you're unable to sleep in a healthy way, if you're 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 just really not able to recover in the way you need to then that could put you at risk for disease. But if you deprive yourself of the things that you need for recovery, you're, you're in a higher state of risk. And I think a lot of us are living in that higher state of risk, okay? Sleep is the foundation on which diet and movement can really be accelerated. So if you're thinking about these other pillars and you're thinking about how all these things work together, the deprivation of sleep makes the most significant damage to your health out of all the things that you could deprive yourself from, whether it be food, water, sleep, like I'm talking the most foundational ways. Okay, you'll die way earlier from sleep deprivation than from food deprivation. And the uh, it's really interesting to think about this, but the Guinness Book of World Record, which allows a man to break the sound barrier with his body ban the amount of days that you could go for sleep deprivation. So as one perspective here, and I believe that was from Dr. Matthew Walker, who talks about sleep and as, is a real expert on this in his book, Why We Sleep. And, and, and it's really, really, really powerful stuff that he talks about. He, he highlights this point, just referencing like how important sleep is, how important sleep is. And if I could just even add another element to this in terms of like the practical things that it can do for you is sleep actually it has this cleansing effect on your brain according to Dr. Matthew Walker, it has this cleansing effect on your brain that they call it like sleep therapy. And so it's this idea that sleep can actually physiologically and, and physically in your brain, it can help you process things. And the people talk about short-term memory, long-term memory, whatever you want to talk about with that. The point is that sleep has this powerful effect, not just on your body, but on your mind and on your ability to function in a day-to-day -day kind of way. 
and your ability to recover that allows you to kind of fill that battery up. If you think about that metaphorical battery you know, of your life and you think about how we use some of that battery every single day, the sleep, sleep is going to help you recharge that battery. And so I want you to think about, you know, where is your battery level on a day-to-day basis? Not, not just from an energy standpoint, but like what's your ability to recover from low energy. And so that's how I want you to kind of think about sleep. Now, as we think about the things, the the questions to consider here, before we get to the practical things to change, the questions to consider here are, does sleep, does lack of sleep show up in my life today? The questions to consider, does the lack of sleep show up in my life today? And in what way? Now, another question to consider, am I allowing other people's priorities to take away from my priorities and what I need? And this is where, for example, generosity becomes unhealthy. One example to think about if you live with a roommate, significant other, and they're keeping you up at night, and I say they're keeping you up, you're keeping yourself up because your generosity becomes unhealthy as you think about making other people a priority in an effort to be there for other people, to love other people, whatever it might be, but at the expense of your own health and your own recovery. The best thing that you can do for other people is to take care of yourself. And if your perspective on sleep is that you don't need it, you'll get it when you die, that other people are priority over your own needs, sure, that might work for a short time, but for a longer time, you're going to need to make sleep a priority. So where is your boundary? Are other people's priorities crossing your boundaries? Do you have boundaries, especially as it relates to sleep? What will it take for you to make sleep a priority? What will it take for you to make sleep a priority? Now, three practical things that you can do right now to change. First of all, if you have your phone in your room, this is super practical, super, you know, very basic. And I think it's okay to even say that. But if you have your phone in your room, like you got to turn the phone on airplane mode, there's got to be a rule, you got to have boundaries with your activity. And so sleep really needs to become the most productive thing you can do. I think it's tempting, especially for people like myself, if you're listening, and you resonate with what I talk about, and kind of my perspective on life, it's tempting to think that there's, there's other things in life that, that are more productive, you could be spending your time doing things, sending an email or talking with somebody or, you know, on in a phone conversation or whatever it might be There's you know, working on something, and that could be more productive. But sleep is the most productive thing you can do. And so when you have that mindset, setting the boundary for, for example, your phone in the room becomes a lot easier. It becomes a lot easier. Okay. The second thing is I want you to think about scheduling around your sleep rather than thinking about sleeping when you're dead or sleeping when you have time. Sleep as an afterthought. I want you to think about how can I schedule around my sleep? In other words, what would that mean to the other people around me? What would that mean for my work? What would that mean for all these other activities? Because there's an element of, I would say, restraint, self-control that you're going to need to have. But you first must need to, I believe you need to really engage with that thought of what does it practically mean if I do schedule sleep as my priority? And really, third, I want you to think about how you can get in a regular rhythm. Let's just say you're a night owl. Let's say you're a morning person. Maybe you're both, which I think is a misnomer, but there's a whole nother discussion for that. I don't care whether you go to bed at 11, wake up at eight or seven. I don't care whether you go to bed at nine and wake up at six or five, whatever works for you, but just try and be consistent. One of the most powerful things I've been able to do is establish a level of consistency with my sleep. And when I'm, I'm most effective, when I'm in that rhythm of just going to bed and waking up around the same time. And that has been one of the most powerful things for me. Now, notwithstanding the fact that I needed some help physiologically to get my hormones in balance, my adrenaline and cortisol levels, okay, these are hormones that have multiple times the power, multiple the effect of, of caffeine. And if you think about how much caffeine can affect you, a lot of people will say, oh, if I have one cup of coffee, I get jittery. Well, your adrenaline and cortisol 
have multiples on the power of that caffeine that makes you jittery. Now, if you're unable to get up with ease, that tells you about how your adrenaline and cortisol levels are not activated properly within your body. And so I think something that's really helpful, I think this is really helpful for people to understand that getting visibility into your hormone levels could actually do wonders for what you actually need to change in your life. It's not always about these external things. Sometimes you need to actually support your body in how it's processing all the things in your external world. We talked about that in mindset. So getting some visibility and clarity into your hormone levels, I believe, will really, really, really help you guys to understand, okay, what changes do I actually need to make? And so working with somebody like a registered dietitian who has some understanding of this, who can say it's more than just about the foods that you're eating, but there's actual supplementation that's going to help you support you. As I started to walk through that journey in my in my own life, I started to understand, okay, there's the adrenal glands, there's my liver, there's the this, there's the that, and I needed to start piecing together all these different things. You may not be able to figure out everything you need to figure out in 24 hours, again, after you've made a decade of poor lifestyle choices. However, what you will be able to figure out if you're able to get to this point where you say, I need some help or some accountability or expertise to have somebody speak into my life in a way that will help me through asking important questions, questions I don't know how to ask with input and knowledge and experience and perspective that I don't have. When you're able to do that, you're going to be able to get a better understanding of what's going on inside of you and how all this can make sense for you, not just what I'm saying, not just what I believe is is the path for you. So, you know, for example, I may say and suggest, hey, yeah, you take a spit hormone test and that can help you get some understanding. There might be a blood hormone test. It might be this or that or the other. That can help you get understanding. But the reality is I don't know you. I don't know your situation. The best thing that you can do is get somebody that can ask you the right questions for your situation. I'm just highlighting to you a level of awareness you might not have had before and something that I've been through and I've observed other people go through. So I say that with a grain of salt and obviously anything that I say, I want you to take it in the context in which I'm saying and not just for yourself as the end all be all truth. Now that said, the idea of sleep, it just needs to become a priority. Sleep cannot be an afterthought, okay? It will show in your mood, your productivity. It will show in your body. Your body keeps the score. Now, if you're thinking about this core pillar and you're thinking about addressing this pillar in your life, understand that it's not just, you know, you can focus on sleep and I want you to focus on one thing at a time, sure, because that's important and it's better to single task than multitask. All of the things that I just mentioned, all, all valid. With that said, every single thing that I'm talking about as it relates to these core pillars to living a more sustainable life, all of them work together. And so for example, when sleep became a priority for me, I had to actually talk with my personal trainer and say, hey, we need to change the way that we're approaching workouts because I'm trying to get a hold of my health, my energy, and my recovery. And I need to try and think about what are the things that I can do that put less stress on my body so my body can process maybe the decades long worth of stress that I've not allowed it to fully process. And so I didn't want to stop exercising altogether because I knew the importance of it, but I wanted to change the way that I approached it. And so I started having these conversations with different people, whether it would be friends or my personal trainer, my dietitian, or whoever it might be, counselor. I started letting people into my priorities and that really helped support me and got me some, uh, I call it accountability, but another word we use for that is community. That helped me get some community behind my goals, what I was trying to achieve. And it also, frankly, helped me be more clear and honest with my boundaries, with friends and with family, et cetera. So I hope that that's helpful for you. If you guys have any questions, we're definitely going to make sure that there's a space for those questions to be heard. And please make sleep a priority. Make sleep a priority. It is for your recovery, but it's for your longevity. And I want you guys to live a full, long, and healthy life. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, energy, and attention. The best thing that you can do if you got value is share this episode with someone, family, friend, coworker, client, anybody that you think would also get value. If you want to stay in touch with me, go ahead to visit my website, tjloeffler.com, T-J-L-O-E-F-F-L-E-R.com. And there you can sign up to get messages from me, including show notes, subscription to the podcast, weekly letters that I write just honestly, authentically about what's going on in my life or private events that I'm hosting, etc. And the last thing that I'll say is if you really got value out of this season in particular, Back to Basics, my book is going to be available. Corepillars.com, C-O-R-E, pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com is going to be the place that you can be directed to get access to that book. If you're wanting to go deeper into the subject that we're talking about today, if you just want to have it on hand, it's really meant to be a timeless piece for people to revisit when they need to kind of get balanced. I want you to get more out of your life by doing less than you think. So I hope that that's a succinct way for you to do that. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. That's all for now. Until next time.